This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night and you're listening to Radio City Talk and I'm glad to say we are back. Happy New Year, everybody. The Fight Disciples are back in the studio and we are licking our lips ahead of a fantastic 2018 or so we hope anyway. If you missed our review show, you can now get it online at fightdisciples.com. Uh, we review everything that happened in 2017. We picked out some highlights for Merseyside Boxing, and we picked out a couple of lowlights. We also picked Tony Bellew out as our Fight of the Year for the year, and we also picked out Peter McGrail as Amateur Boxer of the Year. It's all available there. Log on to fightdisciples.com if you want to catch up on 2017. But this show... And moving forward, of course, in the new year is all about 2018. It's all about what Merseyside Boxing and Mixed Martial Artists can achieve inside the rings and cages in the 12 months that lie ahead. Last year was a building year, let's face it. Last year was, it felt like a year of transition, felt like a year of building some foundations. 2018, we hope, is going to be absolutely monumental for both codes, for Scousers right across this city. And I'm delighted to say that one guy that kind of ticks boxes in both camps as well, or certainly did previously, he's moving over to boxing for 2018 with massive expectations himself, the one and only Jack McGann. Welcome to the studio, my mate. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. You're looking well, looking nice and lean as always. Every time I see you, Jack, you look like you're about to take yeah, a fight. Well, yeah, well, that goes right up to Christmas, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kept the meat and gravy off yeah. over Christmas. So, obviously, the big story at the moment, Jack, is, listen, we're going into 2018. We've got, inside the boxing ring, we've got the likes of Liam Smith, Paul Butler, Tasha Jonas, Tony Bellew, Callum Smith. You know, there's, there's so many young, young boxers there or fighters there from this city that are on the verge of a world title fight. Then over in, back in MMA, your, your previous stomping ground, we've got Chris Fishgold, we've got uh, Lee Chadwick, who are both world champions and cage warriors. We've got Paddy Pimlet on the rise, on the comeback in 2018. And obviously, you know, the main man himself, Darren Till, banging on the door in the UFC for hopefully a welterweight title shot by the back end of the year. It's all happening. There's so much going on over there. There's so much going on over there. So tell us, why are you jumping from mixed martial arts over to boxing? When, you know, had you not been in the studio here with the news you've got today, I'd have probably categorised you with all those mixed martial artists anyway of having massive potential. Why are you skipping over? What's, what's instigated the move? You know, I've always, you know, I love MMA. That's what I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mixed martial artist. I've done it since I was a kid. But at 24, I've had 16 pro fights at top level. All over, I've, I, you know, I've, I've done everything. I've made events in arenas in yep. Russia. I've, 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 I've fought even there. I've fought the best guys going. But um, one thing I've always done with training, like a lot of MMA guys haven't, I've always sparred and and, and, and trained like a boxer as well. Um, so I think, I, th- I think the way it's gone is, in the past few years, MMA was on was was took over boxing a bit, a little bit, maybe because boxers on the dip or whatever. But you know, look at look look at it now, boxing. It, Wembley's getting sold out every five minutes with with English fellas, just, uh, not even not just English fellas, scouts as well. Yeah, and it's all happening just here. So, um, you know, I, I was fighting in Russia for the past year, and um, I come to the end of that, and, and I was looking what to do next, and thought even if I wanted to just have a break from MMA, I, could, I can't afford to at my age, but I, I, I want to box, and it's something that I, I want to do myself anyway. But I've always wanted to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's why that's why I'm doing it now. This. You know, because anyone that follows your MMA career, obviously, you, you've had 11 wins in those 16 fights, and 10 of those wins have come by knockout. Anyone that follows your career knows that you are absolutely lethal with your hands, very heavy handed uh, for your weight class. 
you're moving over to boxing, obviously, the transition, you know, on paper, it makes perfect sense. But knowing you as I do personally as well, the way you box your style and everything else, you're, you seem better suited to pro boxing. You don't you don't move and throw punches like a mixed yeah. martial artist. You, you move and throw punches like a boxer. Why do you do that? Where, where's this boxing pedigree come from? You know, that, that, that's the thing. I think in the MMA fights, even though I can do it all, I, I never look to take you down and win on points that way. I never, I never look to submit you. I never look to kick you, even though I'm a, I'm a fantastic kicker. It was always with my hands. Um, and I think it's just because... I got trained by by an amateur coach as well. Yeah. A, a lot of the time, and I think some MMA guys who who, who maybe they train MMA for a few years, then they want to pick up the boxing, they go straight to a pro coach, and they just get that pro side, and they haven't got them them foundations as much as me as as I did. You know what I mean? So I think that that's a big part. It was just me training, me training for it. Plus, I spar pro boxers a, a lot to me camp, and that you know you've got to learn quick there, otherwise you get your head punched in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who, who was the amateur coach, coaches then that you worked with? Well, we had um, Mark Kinney in the Wolfie, and he's level three. Co- he's level three amateur coach now. He's worked with Team GB and whatever. But he had an he had an assistant, Mark Frimpton, who, who basically just just done the same drills as him. Yeah. But I was with him about three times a week when I, from when I was sixteen to about I don't know nineteen or whatever. But I, I I had me base then, do you know what I mean? And um, and it showed because because the way I move. Of course. Do you think if you'd obviously your background is your your family had close you know strong connections obviously to the Wolf Slayer gym the famous gym that was home to Rampage and Michael Bispin and everything else and, and really put the northwest of England on the map in terms of mixed martial arts for so many years had you not come straight from that guy, it sounds like you'd have probably gone into amateur boxing it sounds like you'd have probably had a MMA you know an ABA career no, and no, everything else no, you know what I always say this there's no way see me I love fighting and I am a fighter at heart but I think if it wasn't for me, half fella, I I wouldn't do fighting as, as anything, because he used to he used to um he had the gym obviously, and it was one of the biggest gyms in the world. And um I used to come home from school, and if his car was there waiting for me at large, that meant I was going to the gym. And he used to come around the corner every day, going, "Come on, please don't be there." And he was always there, always there. And um, I think it was because I was um when he used to train, he used to always say, "I can see something, I can see something good." You know what I mean? I can see something special. Yeah. But I thought that was just proud dad, whatever. But um. It wasn't. It was because it was I was because I was so small when I was like fifteen. I fought at sixteen in an MMA fight at fifty k, and I was eating bread and drinking water on the way to the weigh-ins because I was too little. Do you know what I mean? So when it, when I shot up and whatever when I was seventeen, sixteen, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, all, all that training worked. I'm, I'm actually I can do this, but I don't know. I, I, I can't say that. Do you know what I mean? But um, I, I, I do love I do love fighting and whatever. And I'm a fighter as a chef, but I, I think if if it didn't get not forced into it, but if it didn't get guarded as heavily as it did, of I don't think I, I don't think I'd do. It. I don't want to. Wow, what do you think you would have done? I don't know. Was I, you was you a big football fan as well? Oh, or... I'm terrible at footy as well. <laughs> Ter- yeah, I just saw bad. I'm a footy still. Even yesterday, I went to my nan's and the kids were playing in the street, and the ball came over to me. I'm just, I pick it up, me and throw it back to them. No, I don't make a show myself. Me, I just pick it up and throw it back. <laughs> Can't bear it. What was that like then as a kid? Obviously, uh, you know your, your father Anthony obviously encouraged you to go to the gym, but it wasn't like you a fourteen year old, fifteen year old kid getting dragged to any no. local gym. This was one of the biggest mixed martial yeah. arts gyms on the planet, home to some of the biggest earners in the entire sport. Yeah. You know, I, I heard the story that your dad told me once. Didn't Rampage Jackson once once sleep in your bed and, and kicked you into the spare yeah, room? When, when, no, when, yeah, when the camps were in ours and and, and um, Quentin and all them used to stay. But when Quentin used to stay, it, it wasn't just him. Our house was like a, a hotel because he used to have bring all the sparring partners and whatever from wherever. And um, I'd, he'd be like, "Yeah, you got to stay in your hands, go on." She's in your hands for the next 10 weeks, she goes to me. I was like, okay. <laughs> You've been kicked out. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
But but yeah, it wasn't like I was just going to the gym to have a little mess about it. Was it was my AFL used to put me in with like um with like some of the pros and and he go to them like like when I went looking, just put it on him. You know what I mean? Don't, don't like think and if you're going to like me used to like shout at them and that. But it it, it all worked. It was like tough love. But of um, I'm happy it happened the way it happened. But um, borderline abuse. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, when when you look back on it now, do you kind of you know to to think. <clears throat> The upbringing that you've had, that that environment that you've been in, like literally thrown in at deep end with some of the some of the greatest mixed martial artists of this generation, it was inevitable, really, that you were going to come out the other side and be a, a talented fighter and be a bit of a prodigy yourself. Yeah, I, th- I think it was just I've I've never seen just people who just who just done okay. Do you know what I mean? It was always top top end guys like we had um, Quinton and Bishman and. Congo and and all they were, these are all doing the main pay per views on 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 UFCs every every other fight so that, that's all you ever seen you know what I mean I never, I never just seen mediocre or whatever it was always that, that's just the way it is and yeah. all strikers really as well predominantly yeah. strikers that, all that, was cause, that was because that was more so because of the gym that was that's why it was so hard as well in the gym sparring because we, we we were a striking gym you know what I mean and we always had <laughs> we always had good boxing coaches so everyone could everyone could fight that was that was always the the, the way we 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 done it it was like. You're not going in there to win off points or whatever. You're going in to knock them out. I'm probably with your hands. Yeah. What was that like growing up? Then going into school and stuff and having like a black eye and you know saying to because obviously UFC especially as a sport was really starting to explode five or six years ago in this in this country and you're going to school you know with with, with your schoolmates with your blazer on and stuff with a black eye because you've been rolling with Quentin Jackson and whatever yeah. else the night before well, you, must have been kind of you know surreal. What? I was thinking about this the other day and the only time I think once I was getting changed in um, the PA. And I was about fifteen. I just had all bruises. We must have been sparring tires or something. We had all bruises all over me. And the teacher was like, "What's that off?" And and the, the, I said, "No, it's all right. I'm not, not, nothing's happening. I'm mad back home. I'm just it's just from the gym. Do you know what I mean?" But um, I think with school as well, probably why I didn't do great in school because they always knew at the back of my head. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, like they go, what do you want to be when you when you, when you get older?" And I was like, oh, "I'll just be a fighter, like like meshing." But in my head, I was going, "No, really, I'm just gonna be a fighter." So yeah, it's um, only good. I'm, I made up the way everything happened, and I wouldn't change nothing. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, because I'm sure if I'd asked you this question three years ago, you know, where's this journey going? <laughs> What's your goal, Jack? Where's your dreams lie? You know, you'd have you'd have probably answered without blinking. UFC, that's where I want to be. I want to get into the UFC. Obviously, this career change, whether it lasts a year, two years, it may even it may even last for the rest of you know you know your fighting career. This movement, this switch over to boxing. Where's your mind at right now? Are you still in the back of your mind thinking one day I'll be in the UFC, or right now you're kind of thinking, you know what? I'm going to go for a British title first. I'm going to go but boxing. Is it all about the boxing? And and then we'll see where the chips lie in a year or two's time. That's what I mean. It, there's no way it, it, it's a win-win because let's say I go away for two years and I, and I do great at boxing. That puts me in a better position talking MMA fights from, from now anyway. But um, you know everyone wants to be in the UFC who does MMA. But I, I think because my dad's a manager and I've seen more contracts than soft Joe and I know how it works and I, I know. It, if you just rush straight there, it sometimes doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? So I was always taking my time anyway. And once you play your UFC card, if you, if it, if you get it wrong there, you can't really go back. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I was always cautious with that. And I've seen too many people go and they mess it up and then they're just left. Where, where did they go from there? Do you know what I mean? But um, I, I think as well, I, I struggle because my dad's in a position with one, one of his fighters. 
um, and, and it puts all the blocks on us for, to get into the UFC. So I had to look for other places to go. So that's why I took fights in Russia. And then I, I, three years ago, I could never see myself going there. And, and if you would have asked me a, a year ago or six months ago, are you going to box soon? I, I could never see myself doing that. So I think just just the way um, stuff's worked out, we are where we are. But, but definitely, I'm, I'm not just dipping my toe in boxing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the British title at some point. And, and, and I think the way I've... I've I've always my career's gone. I've never took easy fights. I've always I've always challenged myself in fights. I've never turned anyone's arm. So depending on my performance, I could be there in, in a few fights. Yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. Well, from the stories I've heard in the gym, obviously I I went up to a couple of weeks ago seeing you start sparring with Martin <coughs> Murray. I know you over the years you've sparred a lot with uh, Brian Rose from Blackpool. Uh, sparred quite recently, I believe, with JJ Metcalf as well. He's got a British. T- he was a phone call away from a British title fight. So, certainly, from what I'm hearing, the pedigree is definitely there. Before we end this part of the show, though, I've got to ask you: What was it like fighting in Russia? Oh, How yeah. mad was that? Imagine, you know, it, it was boss, but it was just a bit. It was a bit. It was a bit much. That that promotion, that fight night promotion. What it was, I was going to fight in Bamberg in that, in, um, <coughs> on an Irish show, and. That kid, it was when that kid died unfortunately like two years ago, yeah. and, and they cancelled the show. But I was I was all trained up, and there wasn't really anywhere else to fight. It was either fight on a little in a little sports hall somewhere just to get your tick hall. But I've done all that, so we were looking for the places to go, and, and there was a show in um, in Saint Petersburg, and Fedor was fighting on the, the main event. It was, it was this big, crazy, big, massive show, and I took I took a fight, and 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 it's not till after it. I knocked I knocked the kid out. It's not till afterwards we looked. We definitely got sent in there to lose. The other one, of the, one of the top kids, you know what I mean. But we enjoyed it while we were there. So um, we stayed with them for the year, and I've, I've been I've been everywhere. I fought in Moscow, Saint Petersburg, um, Siberia, Dagestan, anywhere but the stand on the end is not a good place to be at the minute. <laughs> but it was, but it was, it was, a, it was a boss experience. I loved it, and and, and it's, um, it was just hard fights, and that, that's one of the things about them Russians. They're just tough people, you know what I mean, because the way yeah. they live and the way they live and that. But I loved it. Do it again anyway. you, you obviously had mixed results over in, in Russia as well. Yeah. You, you know, you lost a couple of fights, and do you, do you, I think this is the beauty of mixed martial arts. I think as a, when you look at fights as a mixed martial artist and a record as a mixed martial artist, you know, as Conor McGregor famously said, it's not a loss, it's a learn. Mm. You know, I, I think boxing is a little bit more emphasis on yeah, kind yeah. of keeping a winning record mm. going and everything else. But looking back, do you, do you regret taking those fights against those opponents okay. in in these crazy places like Dagestan, or are you, or are you better as a fighter for it? Yeah, definitely. You, you know, you, what, you don't win, you don't win much from a you don't you don't learn much from a win. Do you know what I mean? If you go out and knock someone out, but you, you're just the same as when you went in. But <coughs> after the loss, depending on how it happened, you go oh, right. That 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 went massively wrong. I've got to work on that, and I've got to. So you know. It's not, not the greatest thing, but that, that is a true saying. You don't, you don't, you don't lose your lane. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't change nothing. How much of Conor McGregor's move over and to fight Mayweather? Obviously, the the second. Well, depending on you, you listen to this, either the second richest fight in history or or the first, if you listen to what Dana White says, uh, the biggest, the richest fight in in the history of fight sports. How much of that move over in the summer and the amount of further attention and media and, and and even fan attention that it got. How much of that played on your mind when you thought, you know what, maybe it is time is right to make that transition because there's obviously a, th- a thirst from fight fans to see how good mixed martial artists will compete over in the boxing ring? Well, at that point, I'd already made my mind up that we were going to do it. Um, and I think that has just all been announced. Obviously, the, it, it's not so much... It's, it's the attention what was around it, you know what I mean? The, 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 there's a market there, and it's not, it's not like I'm just, I, I've learned how to box and stuff, fight, I, I, I could always do it anyway, you know what I mean? But it, it definitely, <coughs> it definitely showed there was, there was a big, massive interest in it, so, um, 
so yeah it's, the time is right yeah the time is absolutely right of course yeah um, obviously you've, you've penned a new deal now I'll talk to that in the next part of the show uh, you signed a deal with Frank Warren hopefully you've got a, a debut date that you can reveal on air to us tonight and I want to hear a little bit more about training full time boxing and not having to do jiu-jitsu or grappling classes and everything else and, and how that's kind of impacted on your body and then the final part of the show before you go we'll, uh, we'll also have a little discussion about 2018 and the city's hopes and dreams for its fighters as we move ahead over the next 12 months hopefully that means a bucket load world more world titles you're listening to fight disciples on radio city talk you're listening to the fight disciples podcast welcome back to fight disciples on radio city talk you're listening to nick pete i'm in the studio with the one and only the pilgrim jack mcgann we've talked about his MMA background is his boxing heritage, if you like, uh, that, that's brought him over to the, to the boxing ring. He's making the transition in 2018. Super exciting. He's, he's closing the chapter on his MMA career. He's not closing the door forever. He's just closing a chapter on his MMA career. He's moving over to the boxing ring. He's got huge expectations for, you know, I think we're talking British title, aren't we, Jack? Yeah. Have you got any kind of timeline on it? And first and foremost, actually, you know, you've come from MMA where you competed as a lightweight. Now, people who, who, who don't know, lightweight's 155 key. And at featherweight as well. So And, and down at featherweight, yeah. of course, as well. So you, you're like 145, 155, so 10 and a half, 11 stone, yeah. which when you translate it over to boxing, I guess that means you're going to be doing light middle, middleweight, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, because obviously you can't cut, can't cut, you don't have to cut a load of weight like you did in MMA because yeah. there's, there's more divisions, you know what I mean? So I think light, light middle, yeah. Is that where you think light middle, uh, you know, would potentially be your title weight? You're probably going to debut yeah. at middleweight? Yeah, or? yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. probably the case, yeah. Probably debut at middleweight and then it, it, when we get the chance to fight with a title, it'll be light middle. Of course. In terms of a, a debut then, um, any idea? In fact, first, before we get on to that, uh, let's talk about your assignment. You know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, any anyone could turn pro, but turning pro with one of the biggest most famous promoters in the entire world, Hall of Famer as well, in Frank Warren. That's yeah. got to be a massive a, a coup, mate. You know, there's, there's amateur boxers out there with uh, Olympic yeah, experience and everything else that don't get offered contracts with Frank Warren. So that's got to be super exciting for someone, like, you know, from someone that's coming from MMA. Yeah, that's what I mean. I can't read that, but, but I didn't want to go. I didn't want to... It's not like I want, I'm starting again, you know what I mean? So it's not like I'm going back to fighting the sports or fighting... Fighting lesser opponents to build me build me career. I'm going in. I'll, I'll start off three quarters of the way up, and I'll fight. I'll fight a good opponent when I do make my debut. But that's one of the things as well. <coughs> I think that shows um, that like that I can box. Just, you know, you know. I, I it's not like I've sat down with Frank and I've blagged him, and, he, and I've went, yeah, I'm boxing on me to give me yeah, contact yeah. and whatever. He, he, he's he, he's um, seen me move, and he's he, he's been watching a few spars, and he's and we spoke to him, whatever. And he, that's that's him trusting me. Of course, you know what I mean? Because he, he's putting he's putting his name on it. Uh, like, like if, he, if he signed me up and went out there and got, got sparked in two seconds, what, 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 what did that do for him? Do you know what I mean? So that shows his faith in me. Yeah. And um, But that's what I mean. I, I, I think, depending on my performance, though, I'd be looking on fighting fighting for the title and maybe next year. Is that the timeline you're putting on it? So, ho- yeah. you know, obviously, hopefully you get, we get your debut in. I'm guessing... March, are we talking yeah, like March, that? March, around March time? March, yeah. Is there any dates at the moment that's been speculated about? Or? Just, just, just the middle of March. I haven't, I haven't got a clue on dates. I just know it's around the book then. Yeah. I'll know in the next few days, like, but it's, it's around the book then, yeah. And so, you know, your debut in March, hopefully, you know, there's no good waiting round. You've got this background in MMA, yeah. that, which proves that you can fight. It proves that you've got heavy hands. You know, we want to see you move quickly. 
Are we talking four or five fights in 2018? Is yeah, that the is that the, the goal? Yeah, definitely. You know, you know, in MMA as well, I, I always I always had about five, six, six fights a year. That's just me. I, I don't like sitting around having two or two or, or three. Yeah, I like to stay busy. So it'll be the same in boxing. <coughs> probably, I can probably have more in boxing. Yeah, to be honest. In, in terms of, um, you know, signing with Frank Warren, obviously you've got the platforms there as well. You know, he, he owns Box Nation, of course, mm-hmm. which is a, a subscription a, a fight channel. But also, he's also got the link up with BT Sport. You know, you're not going to find yourself on small halls with no TV. The platform is there. You've got everything is ready for you. It, it's kind of set up for this big impact. I, you're used to it. You're used to fighting in Russia on television, so you've got that experience. Yeah. But uh, are you expecting any differences coming back and it being in a boxing ring? You know, and I will the fact that it's an actual ring rather than a cage. Uh, you know, have you thought about what that will feel like as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I don't think I'm going to go up in there and, and get starstruck. Do you know what I mean? I, as I said, I've fought in I've made events in like twenty thousand season arenas in Russia with, on, on on a big promotion with, with big crazy like chosen. And um, a good production behind it, and then as far as fighting in the ring, I don't know. I I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna be even better to be honest. Yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm gonna be better. I, I've always fought me and me. I've actually been criticised in some me fights as just being a boxer. Yeah, so, yeah. So um, I, I I think it's gonna be a good thing. I, I, it's gonna bring it's gonna bring a better the better out of me. You know what I mean? If things aren't that, going that, your way, though, won't you think in the back of your mind, I'm just gonna single leg this? No, 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 no. I'm never gonna <laughs> like that. But that, that's the thing. Even though. Like say if we say say if I'm if I'm sparring box say in the past when I've had an MMA fight coming up and I've been sparring and I've just been sparring a boxer in a boxing ring, um, you still can't still subconsciously my, my mind's thinking well I can't really do that because if I start rolling like that he'll just grab me and, and and then I'm on the floor or whatever do you know what I mean but that that little bit's been took away now because that can't happen so, um. I mean, boxing skills are gonna gonna go up as well. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like, yeah, as you say, if you're if you're sparring boxing world class fighters, the likes of you know Brian Rose, Martin Murray, guys have fought for world titles on big stages, and then you get into an MMA fight, you can't use all the skills that you've been drilling in sparring yeah. because uh-huh. you can't commit to yeah. throwing the kind That's of it. shots that you can throw in a boxing ring even in case you get taken down. Even though it is similar, but when you get grabbed in MMA, the ref doesn't go, whoa, lads, back up, do you know what I mean? Of course. So usually you're on your head, so yeah. um, it, it is a bit different. Excited? It, it seems like you're excited yeah, to just to try and yeah, sample something completely different. Yeah, I can't wait. Plus, I haven't fought since June, so I'm like chomping at a bit, do you know what I mean, just, just, just to get going on something, but... I, I, I'm excited, but I'm excited to do it myself because he, he, even for years I've always said, because obviously because I can't, and I'm not delusional. I'm a spar as a spar, but because I can't spar with them with them people, and obviously they're getting something out of me because they wouldn't do, if they just punch me head and they, they wouldn't have me back. You know what I mean? But they, they use me loads of time. So, <coughs> um, in in terms of great sparring, um, we're talking about, you know, I, I was chatting with Derry Matthews just recently, and Derry was telling me. Um, that he'd had you sparring down with JJ Metcalf too, yeah. uh, and now JJ is literally a phone call away from a British title shot yeah. in that light middleweight division. Mm. You know he, he's about to fight for the belt that hopefully in eighteen months' time be the same belt that you'll yeah. be contesting. So, it, it, you know, for Denny to say that to me, and there was no, you know, yeah. you ain't in here shot, but yeah. he said to me, really impressed with Jack McGann. Think yeah. he's going to do really well. That's got to give you a little bit of confidence yeah, too. That, that's what I mean as well. And in these. When I'm, I'm having these moves around with these fellas, this is that's when I'm doing it. Just twice a week or three times a week, just boxing. Now, and and and, and I'm sore from I'm broke down from wrestling and thinking about ten, ten, ten million other things. So now, this is all I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go up and up. Oh, that's all you're focusing mm. on in terms of the boxing training and the pure boxing training. 
because we all seen it. You know, every Fife fan that tuned into, and most people even weren't even Fife fans, but when the whole world stopped them watching McGregor versus Mayweather, uh, and we were all engrossed for so long. And the first four rounds, you know, I think a lot of people got super excited that Conor mm. McGregor was actually going to do the impossible here. But ultimately, you know, anyone that knows the sports and, and knows the difference between the sports, we kind of knew that Conor McGregor was going to fatigue. And then even in the afterwards in the, in the press conference, he said, I was just exhausted. Now, a lot of people couldn't get that because Conor McGregor looks so fit. He is so fit mm. in mixed martial arts. You know, it's his engine that made him so successful as much as anything else. But there's a different type of fitness, isn't there? There's mixed martial arts fit and there's boxing fit. Can you kind of explain to any listeners what that means and what you've kind of, because you're doing purely boxing training now, what you're experiencing in terms of your fitness? Like you, you said before when you first come in, last week my shoulders were shot a bit. Why? What's the difference? Just just throwing, throwing more punches all weekend. It's just you, you're focusing on that. But I, th- I think as far as Conor, Conor Gaston, that fight was, if you, if you get it from amateur kid, don't forget he's never boxed before. If you get some amateur kid who's had a million fights and you put him straight into, into his 12 rounds, eh, that'll happen to him as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why you build up the way you do. So, um, but but the, the training is so different. It's not even that. It, it's the, the fight. I, I, I think MMA fights are the, well, the art of a slower pace because you've got such you, you've got so much more space in in, in the cage and 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 you, and, you, and you're allowed to clinch up for longer and press against the fence and all that. So, I, th- I think just the change in pace is what is what shocked him. But I'm not, I'm not fighting Floyd Mayweather, and I'm not starting on a twelve round there. So, of course, um, I, I I get that as a goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. In, in terms of the fitness, then would you say now that you're doing purely boxing training, would you argue you're fitter now than where you when you were, you know, in in camp for the MMA fight? Um, you know that that's one of the things as well. I think because because I've always trained like like I've done a lot more boxing than me saying. <coughs> I've always ran, and a lot of MMA guys don't run, and, and I think that's why. I always say to me, you can even look at some of the top guys in the UFC and, and in the second round, the, the, all the technique gone, they just look like a street fight. Yeah. And if you go and look at a boxing match, yeah. <coughs> 12 rounds in, they've been fighting for half an hour, they, they might, the pace has slowed down a bit, but, but they're still technical and, and they're nice and crisp and whatever, and I think, I think it is because of running, and I, I do a lot of that anyway, and it's only going to go up from, from here, but I think I'm, I'm going to be a lot fitter boxing than I am MMA. Yeah, I've heard but a that, lot. That, 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 sorry, that's also, you've got, for an MMA fight, you've got a cramp, just a stupid amount of stuff in. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's hard to balance it all. Do you know what I mean? So um, there's that as well. All the technical aspects, mm. you mean? All yeah. the different aspects of training. Yeah, I, I, I would say it, it's hard. It'll be harder to train for an MMA fight because you've got to cover so so much ground and get fit and do your weight and, and and whatever else. Do you know what I mean? But with this, the talent pool is a lot deeper because there's less things you got to worry about. But 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 um. The fights are tougher because because the talent pool is deeper. Do you know what I mean? Of course, People are better, so. a lot more specialists. Yeah. yeah. In terms of um, your coaching setup, then has that had to dramatically change? Obviously, you had a <laughs> team that you coach your mixed martial arts. Have you left your grappling and your jujitsu coaching? Are, are you have you stuck with the the guy who taught you boxing, or have you had to come over to a, a purely boxing gym? Well, no, I, I was um, as far as as far as me wrestling and all that goes. You know, it's like, I'm not going to forget it. I've done it since I was a kid. You know what I mean? It's like riding a bike. It won't take long to pick up. And um, I was still doing that for a bit. But when it comes to, right, we're in camp now. We're fighting in, in eight weeks. We, I'll, I'll pack all that in. Do you know what I mean? But um, obviously, I, I, I had that, that Mark, Mark Shimpton who taught me, the amateur coach. And then I went from there and, and trained with Bobby Vimmer um, with O'Brien and that. Mm-hmm. And then Bobby ended up moving to Blackpool and I didn't end up staying there. And then for the past two years, I've been with Alex, Matthew and Cohen. In um, in Bolton, who was one of Oliver's old lads, and um, 
it used to just be the case I was there two or three times a weekend. He used to just get me spars and whatever. But now I'm just I'm, I'm there full time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm happy there. So that that's who's going to coach me. Great. Forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In, in terms of your sparring up there, I guess you're dipping into Oliver's fighters still. Yeah, then he, that he, relationship he, still yeah, there. He can, yeah, he can get an, he can get top guys in all the time. That's that's who who gets Martin in for me and and whoever else. So. He, he calls the shots like he, he just goes right Jack you, you're punching him today okay. yeah exactly yeah, let's crack on uh, before we end this part of the show I know you're uh, you're jetting off tomorrow you're going over to MTK and Marbella what, what's the setup there are you going over there to do no, a bit of sparring a bit of training that, that, um, yeah I'm, 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 I'm there for like three or four days I'm, I'm just going to have, have, have a look what it is I've been speaking to them um, and hopefully we can get a deal done. they just want to have a look at me so I'm going to they want to send me to my baby can I'm going to let them Brilliant. I'm not complain in exactly, general yeah. do you need someone to carry your bag so you, yeah, need, a, on, yeah, you need, <laughs> need someone to carry your gloves for you know, I'll be there uh, it, it's you know that, that, again that's, that's another exciting aspect though isn't it you know, you've already got a deal sorted with Frank Warren Hall of Fame promoter and now you've got you know, the biggest management company in all of boxing yeah. you know biting at your heels as well and you know in terms of MTK you know, and, and listen, it's early days. I know you're only going over there to have a chat with them and see what's going on, but they've just signed Darren Till as well. Yeah. So they're, they're the brand that's all about both boxing and mixed martial arts. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that, that appeals to us as well because they have just signed Darren and he, he's, not, he's not boxing. No. He's, he's about to take over the UFC, you know what I mean? And, and, and they're signing him, so they're the ones to go with. That, and that's why I'm going to go over to Sonny Marbella and speak to them. Why not? Listen, there's worse place to be in January, mate. Get away from this frost. Uh, coming up in part three of the show, I'm going to ask Jack all about 2018. Uh, certainly, we're going to cast our eye across this great city and you know pick out who we think are going to be the biggest stars in the sport. We mentioned that until there. I'm sure his name will come up again in the latter part of the show. Please stick with us. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm the host, Nick Pete. In the studio, still with me, the pilgrim, Jack McGann. He's about to jump on a flight later this week over to Marbella to sun himself to have the time of his life, I'm sure. But right here, right now, he's stuck with me up the top of the tower in frosty Liverpool. And I've got to say, Jack, before I, before I ask you anything else, we know, obviously, your background in MMA. But in, in terms of boxing, we're talking about you purely as a boxer now. Who are your inspirations, maybe growing up, or even right now when you look in the box and think he's the kid? Probably the biggest ones, the Smith brothers, because they're, they're fun by eyes. You know what I mean? They're one man a corner for me, Kirkdale, and they've, they've, they've all done great things. And they've had world titles, and or, or they fought for world titles every five minutes, and and they're exciting fighters. And and, and even the likes of anyone, Tony Bell, any scouts that does well, inspires me because because they just do. You know what I mean? You're, you're always rooting for them, and that they're the biggest ones. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? In terms of you experience this in other cities, but you know there's always that city allegiance, and I think some in some cities, unfortunately, they get divided more by football teams. And and okay, when Derby Day rolls around, this city spread it divides red and blue. But in terms of fight sports, you know, you've, there's never been a city like it in terms of we support on our own across both codes as well. You know, you mentioned the Smith brothers there and Tony Bell. You, I was chatting with Tony Bell the other week. He's a massive Darren Till fan, and you chat with Darren Till. He's a massive Derry Matthews fan. Yeah. You know, the crossover's massive. And I think it's quite accepted in this city that I, I think in other cities there's still that boxing highbrow of looking down on mixed martial artists. I don't feel that on Mersey's side. I feel like it, it kind of feels like one. If you're a fighter from this city, you're a pro fighter. You get the respect everywhere. Yeah, that's it. I I don't think it's that. Even fighting, I think you could do anything. You'd be crazy golf champion. It doesn't matter if you're a scouser. People will get behind you. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think it matters. That's more so what it is. They're just getting behind their own their own city. Yeah. In terms of um, growing up, then 
obviously you were surrounded by you know UFC UFC icons, future Hall of Famers in terms of mixed martial arts. But you know, in boxing, then was there anyone in the boxing ring like like Nazim or anyone like that that you used to enjoy watching most? You know, as cliche as that was the answer is, it's just, it's just Muhammad Ali, and, that, and that's probably because my fellow was such a big fan. But that's always we used to watch. You know what I mean? And then um, as far as as far as watching fighting grow, growing up, I didn't I used to used to watch it to be honest. As I said before, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like fighting. You know what I mean? You got, got, got pushed into it a bit, but um, but no, and even, even so now, it's not like I sit there every weekend watching. I'm not a crazy fight, fight fanatic. I just watch, watch the big fights that interest me or, or Scotia. Yeah, in terms of then the big, the big fights that interested in 2018, which ones are you looking forward to most? Which, what you want to see most this year? Well, we've got as far as boxing goes, we've got, we've got, we've got Bellew coming up with Hey, yeah, the yeah. rematching mate. And that, that 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 that's a big massive interesting fight because of what happened with with um, his leg and that last time and and, and you set up people sitting on both sides of it, and then <coughs> um that's what I mean. I, I don't really I, I I don't really know with big fights coming up. Yeah, to I be think, honest. well, uh, let's talk about your weight division more than anything. And you mentioned them before the Smith brothers, Liam Smith uh, yeah. in the light middleweight. He looks like he's going to get a a shot at Ali. That, that's, that's the last. That's the last big fight I watched. To be honest, when he fought Williams, because there was a bit of controversy in the one before, and yeah. there was a lot of hype behind it. It was a, it was a belt of scrap. Yeah. That, that's that's the last fight I watched. To be honest, have you ever trained with, with any of the Smith brothers? No, none of them. We have to get you up to Joe Gallagher's gym, yeah, definitely, and do some training. Yeah, but in terms of Liam, obviously he's he's on a different trajectory at the moment. I'd say this WBO world title fight is is just around the corner. You mentioned it yourself, Eleven Stone is is going to be your stomping ground when it comes down to to title action. And someone that you've actually shared a ring with in JJ Metcalf. You know, we mentioned it earlier in the show. He's a phone call away from a British title shot. <laughs> when you when you were sparring Jay, you know, is it in the back of your mind thinking, you know? My goal in eighteen months is to be where you are right now. Um, yeah, I, I think that then no one aspired him. It was like I didn't, I didn't know I was going to boxing, but still, I come away from it and go, he, his records, blah blah blah, and he's fighting at this level, and 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 that's what I'm, I'm, it was like fifty fifty sparred, you know what I mean? So yeah. so I've got, I got confidence from that. But looking back now, yeah, that that's why I know that that eighteen months or whatever for the, for the titles, no, no, not the questions, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think people need to realise that, you know, you tried to state it earlier in the show, you're not going to come into boxing and start on a four-rounder, on a no, no. show opener, on some small hall in the middle of nowhere. You know, because of your MMA background, because of your pedigree, we are going to see you leap in, you know, at the very least, a six-rounder on a TV show yeah. come March, potentially even a, <coughs> an eight-rounder. You know, chances are you could be in maybe an English title fight mm. by the end of the year. Central area title fight, mate. Listen, I love central area title fights. Don't turn your nose up at them, Mike. I think that's a brilliant stepping stone towards a British title. No, I know everyone goes on that there's a million and one belts in boxing. I've never had a belt, so I'll take anything. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take anything, mate. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to be going back to fighting, fighting, fighting the one. I'm going to start with decent opponents. It's going to be a good fight. Wanted to start on an eight round there, but the board wouldn't let me. So I'm definitely gonna start on a six. Right. And and go from there, obviously. In terms of opponents, uh is there anybody been mooted around at the moment? Or you is you know, is that are, are you one of them let your dad and, and Frank Warren let them yeah. all take care of that now? I'm just gonna yeah, turn up and do the business. That, I've never turned down a fight. I've never I've never and I've always looked for for, for, for for big fights. That's probably one of the reasons when I took fights in Russia why I got mixed results because I, I always saw like even if I got if, if I had a loss, I'd, I'd fight someone ah the next time. Do you know what I mean? So I've never that's that, that's all down to them. Yeah, they absolutely. Just tell me where win. 
In terms of this city, then, as we move into 2018, we mentioned at the start of the show the amount of fighters that are literally on the verge of a world title fight. Um, Callum Smith, of course, took part in the World Boxing Super Series, which started in 2017, got his first win against Eric Scogland. You know, it's now, what, Tuesday the 8th of January, and we are still waiting for confirmation of his semi-final. We know it's going to be against Jürgen Bremer. All the talk early on was that he was going going to go over to Germany, uh, and give away home advantage. Um, now it's kind of being whispered um, under the radar that it isn't going to be Germany because Bremer, Bremer fought his quarterfinal in Germany, Callum fought his quarterfinal in Liverpool. It makes more sense, really, for the semi-final to be on neutral ground, yeah. and hopefully that's where it's going to end up. But in terms of Callum Smith, do you think he's got the ability to beat Bremer, to go to the final, to beat the winner of Groves versus Eubank, and to emerge as the number one super middleweight on the planet? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, th- I, th- I think out of all the, the brothers as well, he, he's probably got the most skill, and it's probably because he's the youngest as well. They always say, don't they, the youngest brothers, the hardest, because they just get the ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, but definitely. In terms of uh, uh, Echo, Echo Arena, big fights that we've seen down there over the years as well. Uh, have you been down there much to to watch the boxing? Have you you know are you a, are you a, would you call yourself a student of the game in terms of do you go to live events and do you watch it from a technical standpoint or are you more of like a do you like to get caught up in the moment and be a bit more of a fan? Um, it depends. It depends. The only time I, I, I like to go to one is if it's re- it's a really big fight and it, and it is close to home or if it's one if it's one of your mates. But I think when you go if you, if you want to look at it to, to learn especially you're best watching it in the house. Plus the kettle's there. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the other thing. Actually, I want to, I want to mention this earlier in the show. <laughs> People that don't know you, you and your dad especially are the biggest drinkers of tea yeah. I've ever met in my tea life. Machines. Which is weird for a kid that's only twenty four years of age. You would hand over fish rather have a cup of tea than any other drink. Yeah. What? What's? The, where does that come from? I don't know. When we used to we used to get in that bottle. One of the, another thing just forced on me. I don't know. But um. Like I, like when I was like a kid, I used to go around to my mates and the mum would be like, do you want to drink of that? I'd be like, yeah, you've got, got tea, please. You know what I mean? I've, I've always been like that. And I, and I absolutely hate coffee. Coffee's yeah, yeah. disgusting. I can't bear stuff. But you've always been a, tea, a big yeah, tea drinker? Tea drinker. But, Listen, but it's good in camp. Yeah, yeah. Don't drink nothing else. Just, just a little... I can, just, I can just smash the tea, you know what I mean? Just drink the tea all yeah. the way through. Listen, this this nation was once built on good That's tea it. drinking, mate. That's what it's all about. Uh, in, in terms of... Um, I'll have it in the corner if you let me. Between rounds, yeah, yeah that, that'd be something different. Maybe that's what we should do, push for like a, yeah. a Thai food deal or something well, like that. Or Only if they have biscuits in between. That's, yeah, well, what biscuits should you go for then? When you talk about well, a cup of tea, what, what's the ultimate tea Dunkin' biscuit? I just have chocolate digestive me. They're the best, they're the best. But doesn't that change the taste of the tea? No, you've got to be quick. Is that what it is? Is yeah. that the secret, is yeah. it? Yeah, in and out? Yeah, in and out. <laughs> In terms of being quick, then let's let's talk about let's talk about mixed martial arts before we finish the show because, you know, one guy that a lot of people think has has, has kind of come from nowhere and is now on the verge of taking over the entire UFC 170 pound division. We both know he hasn't come from nowhere. He's been around for a long time. He's been you know in and his trade first in this city and then he moved over to Brazil to really get his ground. And in terms of potential, Darren Till, you know, stands on the verge of you know. Well, could be the first scouts in history to bring the octagon to Liverpool yeah. if if the rumours are true. Um, talent, talent wise, how, how far can he go, Jack? He's massively, massively talented, and, and that that statement he's come from nowhere. You know, the kid he, he's younger than me, I think, by a few months, and he he, he went to Brazil. <laughs> he went Age to Brazil 19. by himself at nineteen, and 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 fought over there. And some people say he don't get the toughest fight in Brazil, but he was by himself. Do you know what I mean? And then a Brazil comes to UFC, he took it. He took it, and then and then um, 
where he goes and I, and, I, and I think as far as UFC goes now he's one of the most interesting fighters we've got full stop so right, they're, they're going to come to Liverpool it's not, it's not a full win they're just going to do it and, and he's going to be an event yeah in terms of his I think one thing that's really captured people's imagination as well is that he's really active on social media which a, a lot of older listeners might be shrugging their shoulders and rolling yeah. their eyes at that comment but in terms of being a professional fighter in 2018 You've got to be all over your social media game, otherwise yeah. you, you ain't gonna get opportunities. Yeah, I'm not years, and I'm, I'm probably a bit lazy on that front, but um, you, you definitely need to. You've got to full stop. Yeah, it's not, it's not like you can't, you can't. You've got to do it. Yeah, I think it, that's a lot of fighters, and certainly guys that are getting in the studio as well. You know, I've been fortunate enough to have world champions in, but also guys who've been to the Olympic Games and everything else, and they realise now that. But fight sport isn't just a sport, it's a business. Oh, yeah. You know, and you have to approach it as a business. And in that regard, you're at a massive advantage because your dad has been basically at the top end of this business for the best part of yeah, 20 odd years. I, 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 I think, especially because, because you know, dad was a manager and, he, and he's worked in the business for this long. I, I always knew it's not just you just get fit and you fight, there's just, just the other sides to it. You know what I mean? You've got to, you've got to do so much more. You've got, to, you've got to make sure you sell your ticket and you've got to make sure. You, 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 you do all your interviews and you're exciting them, and then otherwise you can be the best fighter in the world. But people, people, that's not enough. Yeah. At the end of the day, of course. In terms of MMA, then the wider spectrum. Who else from this city do you rate at the moment? Obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of fan attention behind Paddy Pimlet, but of course we've got two world champions in Chris Fishgold and now Leader Butcher Chadwick, who had let's be, let's face it, an amazing 2017 himself. Yeah. Uh, you know. If it, it feels like if Darren Till was to bring the UFC, the Octagon to the Echo Arena, it feels like there's this bubbling undercurrent of talented fighters just waiting to burst through. Kind of like when Conor McGregor took yeah, the not... UFC to Ireland and the SBG, they suddenly had a, a multitude of fighters signed from from Dublin and from the SBG camp. Do you feel like the same thing could happen here? Yeah, definitely. They're, they're gonna they're gonna put a show on in Liverpool, each of the main events, and then obviously gonna look for scouts lads to come. I think especially because most of them are with Cage Warriors. They're like that with the UFC show. Feeder company, yeah, yeah basically. Company, yeah. So they, they can just pass over the easy eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in terms of those lads, which ones you rate highest? Or anyone else in the city that I haven't mentioned that you think uh, are definitely worth a mention that could get on that UFC card? You know, you, you, as you said, you've got, got Lee Chadwick and, and, and Chris Fishgold, who, who've got the belts, Chris is unbeaten as well. And then Paddy, <coughs> even though he lost his last one, there's that massive interest behind him because he has done so well on, on, on the social media side and every, every other thing, and he, and he is a big... He is popular. He's only he, 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 if if he goes out there and wins his next fight in great fashion, then even if even if UFC comes in the pool soon, he, he he could go as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, as I said, it's just scousers. They're they're all exciting fighters. There's there's only there's a load of lads who've like who are two good wins away from getting noticed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> in terms of. Chris Fishgold there in particular, you know, this is a guy whose career I've followed intently, as you say, he's undefeated, which is pretty rare in MMA mm. anyway. You know, he's, he's held on to that Cage Warriors belt. I think he's made a couple of defences now. He's even talking about moving down to featherweight now and kind of adding a second belt because um, obviously Paddy hasn't got that belt anymore. Surely, I feel like if, if the time's right for anyone to move to the UFC... It's got to be Fish, Chris Fishgold yeah. in 2018. He's beat everyone the Cage Warriors yeah. can offer him. Yeah, definitely. And I think that'd be a good move for him going to featherweight and, and going for that belt as long as Paddy hasn't got his trainer partner, you know what I mean? And he can definitely do it. Yeah. If, I, if I can make featherweight, anyone can. I was massive at featherweight. Of course. Um, but no, 
definitely. He, 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 and I don't even think he needs to do that. If he gets, if he wins his next fight, then then he's there anyway. Yeah, of course. I think he literally he is a be, phone call away now. Yeah, uh, but I'd be surprised if they haven't had a phone call already. Yeah. But as you said, uh, you know, in part one of the show, sometimes when the UFC come knocking, you know, yeah, it's you, not always the best yeah, time you, to you go. Got, you've got to go at the right time, and sometimes it is the better move to knock them back. Yeah, because once you play that UFC card, you don't you don't go if, if you go in and get two losses or whatever or you know, bad performance to be cut. Yeah, there's only like two people who've ever went back in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they very rarely call a second time. Don't call a second time. It's like Jimmy Manuel the Londoner, famously for years, if you remember, yeah. he knocked them back. What seemed yeah. like forever, he wanted them, and he kept saying no, 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 and then, you know, ultimately whether he, well, we we don't know. Obviously, maybe maybe kind of could have gone a bit sooner, but you know, he's one of the top light heavyweights in the world. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. But that, that's one of the things with me as well. I I haven't played the UFC card yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even though I have, I have got a, I have got a few losses. You know, I'm only good a few wins away from being back, 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 back to where I was, and because I haven't done used that. That card, I still can in the future. Do you know what I mean? I know it's early doors for you. We haven't even had your your, your pro debut yet. Again, hopefully coming up in March, uh, more than likely on Box Nation, maybe BT Sports under Frank Warren. But um, long term, no. Can you see yourself with a you know? Is the dream when you go to bed to be to be lying there with the WBC world title from boxing over the bed? Or is it still that UFC gold that you see? You know, ultimately when you end your career. Is is that ultimately where you think you know? A couple of years in boxing, maybe a British title, you know, enjoying myself over there. But long term, the transition will be coming back. Both of them, what I'd want. Both could of be them. the first ever. The first ever. Both yeah. of them. You know, you know, if I'm in something, I'm, I'm, I'm in for it. You know what I mean? I'm not just dipping my feet. I'm gonna put everything I can into it, and and that, that's what I aim for. Just, just the best of the best. So, both, same both. Absolutely love it. What a great answer. What a great way to finish. Thanks for coming into the studio, matey. Much appreciated. Cannot wait for this pro debut in the first part of 2008. And hopefully we get four or five outings from Jack McGann throughout the year ahead. It's going to be an exciting time to be a fight fan, let me tell you. Stick with us for much more. Follow us on social media as well, at Fight Disciples. Catch up with our review of 2017 over at fightdisciples.com. And if not, I will catch you here. Same place next week, Tuesday night, half six till half seven, up the top of the tower. We are Fight Disciples. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.